Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard ranked ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grand Masters Caster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So I think well, yours better now, Dragon Rider. <laughs> you know, it's been a thing for the entire length of the podcast that he does my name, and you do it well, Daring. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about Grandmaster's caster ahead of your your name now that is uh, a bit special. It's a pretty prestigious title, so congratulations. I, thanks. I, I I could get used to it. I'll say that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Well, I like it too. So let's move on to last week's poll question. All right, last week's poll question. We asked you, do you think card draw is the reason decks feel so powerful right now? We've talked about that quite a bit during the uh, the podcast a little bit. We had 22 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And exactly 50% of you said no, which was the leading answer. 31.8 said yes. And 18.2 said, you're not sure. We did get one reply back from Diego Centric, said the amount, the current amount of card draw feels like an attempt to make up for the amount of card generation we've had in the past. I'm not sure it's the reason decks feel so powerful, but I prefer it to high amounts of RNG. So I, I don't think, I don't think he's the only one that probably feels that way when it comes to generated cards versus card draw, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of interesting. It certainly is. And you know what else is interesting? The news this week. And boy, howdy, do we have a, a bucket load right now. So first off, Hearthstone Patch 21.3 is live with nerfs and buffs. So I'm going to go over the nerfs. So nerfs to Warlock, Shaman, and Demon Hunter. So Demon Hunter got hit. Uh, the Ironbound Brute used to cost seven. Now it cost eight. Mind Render Alucia. Old Battle Cry. Swap hands and decks with your opponent until your next turn. New Battle Cry. Replace your hand with a copy of your opponent's until the end of turn. Before you go any further, let's just say Ding Dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> let's put it this. Let's put it this way. I um, I think it needed to change, but like before Shadow Priest, it was fine. It was a triggering card because of what the effect was. But like, I feel like before we had almost we almost went the entire life cycle of the card without it getting changed. It got nerfed because it was too cheap at the beginning, right? But the effect after that, like, people may have hated it, but it wasn't broken. Then with Shadow Priest, it's just like, yeah, you turn that all the way up to 15. And it's, I'm like, okay, change it. Like, So so we'll agree to disagree. I think the yes. this is fine was the dog in the, in the flame-filled room saying this is fine with the previous uses of, of Mind Render Lucia. But... Uh, you know, I know we have some different perspectives on that. We're going to talk about all these changes in a lot more detail uh, during the main topic. But I just I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't uh, not be happy about this change right here at the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and honestly, I'm happy about it, too, because of what it became. So um, Shaman Perpetual Flame. It used to cost one. Now it costs two. Shaman, uh, Tame the Flames, the third portion of the Command the Elements quest line. Old, play two cards with Overload, Reward, Stormcaller, Brugan. New, play three cards with Overlord, Overload, excuse me, Reward, Stormcaller, Brugan. <clears throat> and then the Warlock quest line, Demon Seed, uh, part one of the quest line. Old, take six damage on your turn. Reward, wife steal three damage for, to the enemy hero. New, take eight damage on your turns. Reward, wife steal, de deal three damage to the enemy hero. Uh, same for part two. It used to be uh, take seven damage. 
Uh, now it is take eight. And additionally, uh, the Demon Seed questline is now banned in uh, Wild. So that's something. And then the Warlock, the Rune Mithril Rod now costs four. It used to cost three. Now it costs four. So, whew. Yeah. And uh, they said, too, that in the in the patch notes that once the questline stuff rotates that they will unban it and change it accordingly for wild so it's kind of cool that they're already like looking ahead at that so like just get rid of it now and then they will look and see how things are are at that point once you know once things are maybe a little different in wild and we'll see how it goes at that point but interesting yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like I, I did, I'm not a wild player, but it sounds like they would have to alter the that uh, that quest line severe the quest reward severely before they could ever let that go back into wild. But you know, yeah, it's it's just too too easy with all the cards that are available over there. You in order to keep it in wild right now, you'd have to. In addition to this, you'd still need to potentially uh, change or nerf uh, a handful of other either neutral or demon or warlock cards in order to make it uh, a real impact uh, into this into this quest. And so they're waiting with that until until later, like like you mentioned. Hashtag ban crystallizer. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was that was the and real just change the effect. Just yeah. just don't do damage to your hero in order to gain the, just like swap health for for uh, sh uh, armor, armor as opposed to take damage and gain armor. I think that would, would would you know yeah, but that would be a new effect that they would have to design. So or an interaction they would have to program is what I'm saying because. There's not we've a seen we've seen something a little like that where where we had the uh the paladin card that's that changed all your health to armor. I'm trying to remember I think it was a legendary, perhaps, but Yeah, I remember it. It was the yeah. I'll have to look it up. I think it was in Rastakhan yeah. Rubble. Yeah, it's regardless, yes, crystallizer yeah. is definitely a big problem. You know, you've got librarian as well, which is a really good card in that deck. In addition to, you know, you've got sh uh, shadow bolt. I want to say, well, the unstable shadow bolts in the current set, but you also have the deal four damage to a minion and deal spirit four bomb damage. It would believe it was spirit bomb, right? Yeah. This, yeah, so there's there's just too many good <laughs> there's too many good cards that you can hurt yourself with that uh that yeah, even making this big change you'd still be able to get the quest done pretty quickly. I mean Cobalt Librarian is still there, which is nuts, right? It's a hero power for, it's like a tour guide, but you get a two one and it just happens and you can still use your hero power. <laughs> Okay, Dragon Rider, you want to go over the bus for this patch? Yes. Yes, so in addition to the nerfs, we had some buffs. So we've got buffs overall for Hunter, Mage, and Warrior. Uh, we have a couple of Hunter cards here. The first one, Leatherworking Kit, uh, was two mana, and now it is uh, only one mana. So a bit of a cheaper weapon. Uh, then also for Hunter, we have Selective Breeder was a one attack, one health, and is now a one attack, three health. Everything else on there stayed the same. Uh, Mage, we have Wildfire, costed two, and now costs one. Along with Mordresh Fire Eye, was a 10 mana, 10 attack, 10 health, and now is an eight mana, Eight attack, eight health. So it was a 10 for 10, 10. Now an eight for an eight, eight. And then we've got three changes in Warrior. Stormwind Freebooter was a three attack, three health. Is now a three attack, four health. Uh, the Stone Maul Anchorman was a four attack, five health. And is now a four attack, six health. And then the Blood Cell Deckhand 
was a two attack, one health, and is now a two attack, two health. So slight changes on the stats of the cards there. But uh, I know I can say from experience, uh, not that I've been playing the quest line like pirate stuff, but uh, I've been playing a big warrior and it has a copy of the studies in there. So finding Stonewall Anchorman it does feel a little bit better with that six health instead of five on it right now. So I've already noticed a little bit of a change there. I was going to say, I saw that and I played a lot of rush warrior last set. And I, I played the, uh, the, uh, Nazoth version that ran the, like the pirate package too, with the, uh, stone mall anchorman. And like, I'm looking at that. I'm like, this is incredible. That makes that card so much better at that break break point because What's the most? I feel like the most common attack line is five at turn on t- uh, five drop. So like it can trade in and frenzy a lot more easy on curve. I feel like so like this feels like such a good effect for it too. All pirates, all pirates that got uh, updated it the the. The pirate quest line in wild is actually really good already. So it's going to be interesting to see how that looks in wild, but in standard that deck is seeing like no play. And so it'll be interesting to see whether or not these uh, are enough to get that uh, to see, start seeing some play. Uh, Also, there's some bug fixes that were included in patch 21.3 that you'll probably want to know about specifically if you're playing standard the first is a bug fix where the Maestra, the Masquerade, would sometimes start you as a rogue when what? the whole point of that card was to make you look like a different class. So uh, that's now not a thing. Uh, there was a bug fix uh, that prevented Grand Magus Antonitis from hitting stealth targets. And as a result, Antonitis would potentially hit the caster's own face if the enemy hero was stealth. So uh, if the only enemy was the opposing hero and they were stealthed, uh, Grand Magus could potentially fireball you three times in the face instead, which could be quite surprising if you were thinking that that was uh, not how that was supposed to go. So. Uh, now you don't have to worry about that. Fixed a bug where tradable cards would be would keep their enchantments if shuffled into the deck by some something other than tradable. So if you were somehow seeing tradable uh, cards with additional buffs that shouldn't be there because they um, got put in the deck for some reason, uh, that shouldn't be a thing now. Fixed a bug where Baron's scavengers cost would reduce below one while you had 10 or fewer cards. That was definitely something that was used and abused with the uh, with the Warlock quest. Uh, you could actually, it would reduce the cost from one to zero if you had gotten a, a, uh, a Mithril Rod proc on the card even before it had 10 cards or even at, or after 10 cards, it was it didn't matter. It's supposed to be one all the time. So after you get to 10 cards, so it's that like, was a thing. And then it's like with I beams, right? That was the thing. People yeah. were like, why is I beams always one in Outcast, but this isn't? So right, right. That was it was a bug. And finally fixed a bug where the chat settings were not being saved in the Hearthstone client. So every time you started the game. They had implemented some chat set, uh, some new chat features that you had to enable uh, in order to talk to somebody or or anything like that. And then you would exit out of the game and then come back into the game and you'd have to enable them again in order to, to chat with somebody. So now it it presumably is going to keep that, which is which is really nice. So so those are some of the bug fixes uh, that you'll probably want to be aware about with that were included in this patch. All right, and next we have, uh, looks like the United and Stormwind mini set is going to be coming out a bit later than what we had expected, likely launching in late October or maybe even early November. 
Uh, there was a comment about the timing of the mini set included in the developer comments uh, of the patch notes. And it says, some of these changes are on the lighter side in anticipation of the mini set coming in the next major patch after the patch launching Mercenaries. So that's, there's a lot of patch things happening in there. But yeah, so uh, just a reminder, the patch for Mercenaries, I don't know if they're planning on doing a different patch beforehand, but Mercenaries is launching October 12th. So I'm assuming that that day is when the patch is going to go. So it's a major patch after that, which is why it's looking like probably later October, um, maybe early November. But I believe I saw somewhere on Twitter as well that uh, it's just a little bit kind of uh, offset this time. I don't think they're expecting it to be offset like this again. But they had to postpone the Mercenaries launch, so that kind of seemed to have thrown things off a little bit. New game mode. It's not like we won't have anything to do with uh, in the beginning of October or something. It'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be fine. Uh, Next up in the news, we have a Shadowlands Hero Skin Bundle is available now through October 11th. That went live today with the new patch. There are four hero portraits that are available for $25 US. Uh, Those portraits are an Ember Court Illidan, Winter Fury Malfurion, a Ascended Uther, and a House of Rituals Gul'dan. So we have a Demon Hunter, Druid, Paladin, and Warlock portrait uh, for $25. They look pretty cool if i do say so myself and so that's something you can find in the in the shop also there's there's been some reports about some potential card bundles that might be available i saw some comments about uh some gold pack bundles both for standard and for classic they there was some data mining that was done that suggested there could be some other bigger bundles available uh, at some point later on, uh, when we went looking for these right before the show, none of us had them in our shop. So I don't know. You may or may not have some card bundle options available in your shop. Definitely go check it out. See if there's something in there uh, of interest. Uh, there just might be. So there you go. Um, we have a new FAQ and content creator videos show off Mercenaries game mode. Content creators with gameplay videos include Crip, Trump, Salissa, Ali Straza. Questions involve cost slash mercenary packs, leveling mercenaries, challenging other players, and balance slash updates to game modes. Dragon Rider. What do we have next? Uh, next up, we have a another one of Wicked Goods wonderful deck guides. This one on Quest Shaman. So our spotlight this week is uh, Steve's Quest Shaman deck guide that covers gameplay, mulligans, matchups, as well as playing against the Quest Shaman deck. Uh, it was written before the nerfs that were implemented uh, today as of recording, so... The deck might change up a little bit. I'm sure that the changes to the quest and Perpetual Flame will probably impact the deck a little bit, but I don't think the majority of the the gameplay overall and what Steve has in that deck guide will change uh, overall. So definitely, as always, recommend that. Uh, He's been putting a ton of work into those deck guides. They're very detailed cover a lot of info so if you are looking for that then highly highly recommending checking that out oh yeah for sure next up in the news we have Dean Ayala's Twitter Q&A uh, number 30 so Ixar this last week covered quest lines battle ready decks we haven't heard from those in a little while as well as the battlegrounds game mode among other topics Uh, So first, somebody was asking about quest cards, and this is a little bit of a long answer, but here we go. Somebody asked about uh, kind of the different iterations of of the quest cards. So he says, quests help with two primary things, 
A, they give players a powerful goal to look forward to and do a good job of explaining how to get it. B, they are usually very build around and create deck styles that are much different from the previous expansions, making the meta feel new. In Oldham, he, he went, talked about Ngoro, he talked about Oldham, he talked about um, some of some of the previous iterations. So he said, in Oldham, we tried to make quests that were easier to complete, so it felt like you were doing something power, doing the powerful thing more often, but make the rewards not so powerful that you won the game on the spot. I think this was more successful than the Angoro part. In Stormwind, we generally followed that path. We made we made for ourselves in Aldum, but with more moments of power along the way. In theory, the quest player could still have a satisfying game this way, even if they didn't complete their quest completely. So um, very interesting. That whole whole uh, response to that is several tweets, but definitely worth reading if you're interested in learning about some of the, the thought process around the different iterations of the quest cards. Uh, there was a question about matchmaking. Somebody asked, are there any factors beyond ranked M or MMR? that are taken into account for matchmaking. Uh, Ixar's response was not for ranked. That's it. It's rank and their MMR. Uh, for arena, we have some very light protections for new players, but it's mostly all current run record based. And finally, somebody asked about the return of battle ready decks. And he said, in a word, yes, they're coming. They're coming back. We should, we might see them soon. So those are those are some of the comments uh, that Dean shared. Uh, definitely go and check out more of that if you are interested. So this week we have Alan C eighty six Xwise and Language Hacker get Week Five wins in Grandmasters. Alan C eighty six won three o- three over Chansu with a lineup of Agro Chant Druid. Face Hunter, Shadow Priest, and Garot Rogue. Blyze won over Bunny Hopper with a lineup of Hybrid, Lifesteal, Brute, Demon Hunter, Shadow Priest, Garot Rogue, and Quest Handlock. Language Hacker won 3-2 over McBanterface with a lineup of Hybrid, Lifesteal, Brute, Demon Hunter, Shadow Priest, Garot Rogue, and Quest Handlock. The top four classes of Rogue Demon Hunter, Warlock, and Priest were the same in all regions. Warrior continued to see no play whatsoever, at, whereas Paladin was brought by Fled in Americas for the first time in a long time. And Dawncast Friday, Grandmasters. <laughs> if you did not see it, go to the Play Hearthstone uh, channel. You can watch all the VODs of her casting on Friday. My only complaint was all games were 3-0, so it was over too quickly. So, but brilliant job from, like, really, you did an amazing job. So, awesome. Thank you. Okay. You want to move on to tournaments? Yes. So, I will talk about the casting a little bit, but I wanted to get these couple of... uh little tournament news things out of the way first a couple of different nations type tournaments so first we have the max team league of nations and they are doing voting for their nation reps uh, via twitter right now every couple of days there's there's some new you know a new post you can vote for for people there and that event overall is going to be starting in january um, and then the kind of dream hack Hearthstone Nations uh, that's being run by Bemi. It, that voting is also underway. There is a kind of combined uh, all of the voting in one place. There's a Google form that you can, you know, just go through and vote for who you'd like to see compete in. Uh, there's going to be a standard 1v1 standard team and then a BG team uh there's also some wild stuff, I believe. So uh, I think most of the uh, the voting stuff is not wild related, though. But uh, you can find info there. 
and the voting goes through October 15th, and then those matches will be starting up October 25th. Um, I know there's kind of been some, uh, there was a post also by Bemi put out looking for people who would be interested in casting uh, for any of those formats. So, um, I you know, I, I jumped in there. It's mostly just going to be kind of a just volunteer, you know, cast as you can on your own channel or, or wherever with somebody else uh, as matches happen. But that is going to be happening. And then, yeah, I casted great. <laughs> I got, well, I casted uh, two different events. On Sunday, uh, I got to cast the Supergirl Gamer. Uh, I didn't put that in the notes, so, but I'll talk about it here. Uh, the Supergirl Gamer Pro, the sequel tournament. Uh, we had the summer championship, the summer season. And then uh, they ended up saying, hey, let's have this whole weekend there was some land stuff going on for supergirl so then uh we got to do just another online event and they invited the top eight point earners from the summer season back uh to play in that tournament so sway bay and i casted that again uh fantastic it was so much fun um we saw a repeat of our grand finals with edelweiss versus uh nayara and uh, Nayara took it this time so they have like a rivalry going on but that was an absolute blast and then yeah casted grandmasters on Friday I still it it feels so surreal like I dreamt about it over the weekend like I dreamt that Blizzard like sent out this thing uh with like it was like a chart almost with like a bunch of people's names and some people's names were like yellow some people were green and it was kind of like uh you know like who they liked the best or who the community liked the best that they wanted to bring back for casting. And my name was there in green and I was so happy. And I was like, wow, these are the things I dream about. Okay. I, felt, <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is what I'm dreaming about over the weekend. But like, it felt so surreal. I, I still like, I almost expected to wake up and just be like, yeah, that was totally a dream. And then I'm looking on YouTube and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my voice. I did that. That actually happened it was it's crazy but i i just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who was supporting um i mean you two of course because you two were cheering for me the whole freaking time um but there were a ton of people apparently like in the youtube chat that were cheering for me and rooting me on and um started like uh one of those like copy pasta spam things for me I was like, okay, I, I've made it. I have a copy pasta spam. I did it. <laughs> oh. And then just people reached out to me on, on Discord and a ton of people on Twitter. Just, you know, great job or they love the casting, all this stuff. And I was just completely blown away. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm very hard on myself, too. So, you know, I was like, okay, like some people will think that I, that I did all right. Or some people will think I was good. But the responses I got, I was just like, what? There were so many people that like, they should hire you. Bring her back. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so it was surreal. I mean, they should hire you. But that's, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, uh. Not to uh, not to slam Weta, but you blew Weta out of the water. Like comparatively between those two casts, like there's no comparison. <laughs> so, um, and I think he did fine. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, that's not a slam against him. I just think you like really nailed it. The only thing, like I told you in Discord. It's always it's always an office reference with TJ. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't seen the office, but apparently TJ made uh, an office reference during the cast, and I, I just sat there for a second, like I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and then I said something like forty two. You you mentioned yeah. I said yeah. I was like I. You're asking. I feel like you're asking me like meaning of life. Yeah, meaning of life. Yeah, and I was like I have no, I had no said, idea what he was talking about. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the reference either. So, and I've watched The Office. So, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest there. There, I liked your response. I didn't. I did know what you were coming from. You did do a fantastic job, and we cannot say it enough. I, I am so glad that you got that opportunity, and uh, I am so glad that so many people 
agreed with me. I was trying to give you a little pep talk the morning of saying like, you know, people are going to be excited and they're going to see how good a caster you are. And, and we got to see it. And on the biggest, on the biggest Hearthstone stage that, that, that we have regularly. So that is, that is so great. And I am so glad that you got that experience and hopefully it's not the last time you have that experience. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. So is there anything else you want to cover in tournaments? Um, no, I mean, I'm just with all of these like third party tournaments, uh, going on especially the, this nation stuff so like honestly even the supergirl that we had uh because it was all on land this year they decided to open it up to women from all over we're seeing this max team league of nations the the you know dream hack hearthstone nations uh we still have the the other tournaments going on um i'm just i'm they announced the tespa stuff that i talked about last week like i'm, I'm just really excited for kind of the future of hearthstone esports i think there's between what it looks like they're starting to do more um and and obviously this like bringing in these guest casters it's opening up more opportunities for casters i i'm just really optimistic i'm really looking forward to more tournament stuff um and there was that thing that I talked about last week as well with like the bringing in uh, the, the invitational thing from China with mercenaries. So like if there's battleground stuff, if there's mercenary stuff, uh, I'm just really, really excited for the future of uh, Hearthstone esports. So I hope that all of this stuff is a very good sign in terms of the, the overall um, tournament scene, because Everybody knows how much I I love that and have been invested in that. So, uh, but you know, it was I, I'm kind of glad as well. All this will connect. I did get to cast the weekend right before nerfs. So, I, you know, we've talked about before. I am a player myself who is very much uh, I am I do a lot better when I know what to expect and I know the decks. So when this, you know, when it's a little bit more settled and and boring for for a lot of players that's when i like really excel uh so i was glad that i got the opportunity to cast those both of those right before we had all of these nerfs so mage do you want to lead us into the main topic and talk about nerfs and buffs changes sure we uh we we've got nerfs and buffs they're they're not very old we as as we record we're recording uh, about eight hours after they went live or so, roughly. Uh, so obviously you, we can have some first impressions, but we're probably not going to know for a day or two at the very least um, how how much of a difference they're, they're going to start to make as far as the meta as a whole. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about the, the changes as a whole. Let's start with the nerfs because I think I think we kind of knew some of the cards that were going to get nerfed or changed uh, before the before you know that we actually got the official announcement yesterday and then we actually got it implemented today. So how how do we feel about what cards got nerfed, how they got nerfed, and and that uh, so so far just early impressions. Go ahead, Dragon Rider. I'll let you get the first word. All right. Um, well, okay. We knew kind of what classes were getting hit, right? But we didn't know what. Right. Holy crap, I feel like they hit Warlock really hard. They hit so many things in Warlock. And, like, I how many times has Warlock been nerfed since the expansion? It, it has felt like... It's been crazy, which just makes me think, how powerful was it when the expansion first came out? <laughs> Holy crap. Um, so, like, that's my initial thought is, wow, Warlock really got hit hard. Um, I'm glad that they changed Shaman at the same time because I think Shaman probably would have started to get really out of hand if they hadn't. Um, I, I'm i not sure yet on uh, the Demon Hunter change for the Brutes. Um, and then 
yeah, mine mine render Alusha. I it something had to be done, but I I was not gonna think about what I was like. Yep, just something something has to change. Uh, but overall, I'm I'm liking the meta so far. I've been playing pretty much the entire day, uh, both before and since uh, the the patch went live. Um, but it, it's feeling pretty good to me so far. I'm seeing what feels like a variety of stuff. I haven't really seen any Warlocks since the nerfs hit, but maybe people will start experimenting with some other Warlock stuff uh, slowly back in. Yeah, I like the changes. I think the buffs seem good. Um, I like the changes to the to Warrior mage seems at least interesting i don't know if it's gonna see a lot of play but i mean i feel like yeah warlock needed to get hit again because the warlock was essentially broken because we saw with the scavenger you know that should have always been one and it was getting reduced down to zero which is a problem uh the quest line is just too easily completable in its current iteration and can happen way too quickly. And, um, shaman, like adding that extra quest client quest proc of overload cards slows it down both on this, you know, on the completion and the next turn, obviously potentially overdrafts the thing. So, but I, I, I mean, I think these were all solid hits and I think the, the nerf to Ironbound um, is v- really nice because I feel like it is, it, it doesn't feel like that big of a change on the outset, but it, it doesn't invalidate the card, but it doesn't let it come down on like turn two, uh, unless you hit an extreme case, but like, I, I you know. So I feel like it's it's the their nerfs have done their their job. I feel like some of them are subtle enough. So, so I, I like I I think these changes were were well thought out and and good changes. You 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 talked about warlock getting nerfed again, and actually there was a uh, uh, a, a graphic posted on Reddit. Uh, there's been 16 balance changes since United and Stormwind got released. 16 of them. Six of them have been to cards that are either Warlock cards or were neutral cards being played by Warlock. And that's not even counting the fact that the quest, the Demon Seed, actually got ner- got nerfed twice in that Phase one got nerfed and phase two got nerfed. So if you look at think about those as separate changes, they actually got seven uh, changes. But you know you've got the double nerf to flesh giant. We forget dark glare got nerfed. Uh, we also had the mithril rod. Obviously, the the neutral card, uh, the battle master, was definitely seeing play in warlock. That got nerfed as well. So it's and and then obviously Stealer of Souls as well. So it's uh it's it's quite something to see all those changes, and uh, it's obviously we're not going to see the quest in Wild, but in Standard it's it it feels like it's going to be really difficult to see how that is going to continue to see play, and that to me is a little disappointing because I thought it was really cool how that quest uh worked and um it's it, it's unfortunate i guess that that it was just so powerful that uh that it that it got this level of 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 treatment so i maybe we get to a point where it actually will see play in a power level that is reasonable um, that would be that would be great. Uh, you know, I I'm all about not having big minions getting played for free really early. So I'm happy about the uh, iron uh, the brute uh, change, the ironbound brute 
getting at least a little bit more expensive. So when it gets reduced, it takes a little bit longer. The fact that you could play multiple of those for free on turn three is kind of ridiculous. And so I don't want to see that happen very often. And if you make it cost more, like we saw with Flesh Giant, it, it won't happen as often, which is nice. Um, and then, yeah, if if Warlock suddenly stops being as prevalent, then Shaman's going to be really powerful. This is a very light touch. I think two mana Perpetual Flame is still really good and is still going to see play in that deck. And the 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 Brucon change to the last leg of the quest is is I think actually a fairly big deal because you have to find another overload card to play. And so it's gonna be interesting to see how much that changes the deck. But overall, I think I think they hit the right classes. I think they hit the right cards. The question is, is how, how does how does the meta as a whole react? And and we won't know necessarily like just the nerfs because we had nerfs in addition to the buffs. And so we have, you know, we don't know if it's the nerf or the or maybe some of the buffs potentially that could uh, that, that could be the reason for stuff happen. So what what do we think of the buff changes? The 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 changes the the enhancements I guess to to hunter uh, to mage. And, and to Warrior. Um, is Warrior going to finally see some play? I, I feel in like... standard? I feel like it gives it a chance. Like, I feel like these buffs feel... Uh, on the outside, um, I haven't played it, but these feel like good, solid enhancements to the Warrior class. So I feel like Warrior has a shot to... Or the Pirate questline has a shot to see play. Um, Hunter, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like next expansion maybe, but like the think before that weather working kit used to cost two is like horrifying to think. I was like, so you want me to pay two mana and have three beasts die before I buff a minion plus one plus is it all beasts or is it just one? Do you guys remember? Draw a single beast and give it plus one plus yeah, one. So you're getting a draw effect and you're getting a plus one plus one buff. With three beasts dead on the board. Yeah. yeah. That's a little silly. I don't know if it will. I mean, I feel like maybe I've seen people trying to make the Ellen for Ellen Boar working. You know, get that working. So I don't know. I mean, the selective breeder is significantly better as a one three, <laughs> as opposed to a one one. So, um, I feel like wildfire costing one is uh, what what we're gonna see is um it being taken a lot more off of uh ruined orb or uh evocation. And I, I mean, I think the like the eight mana eight eight Mordresh is interesting. Uh, I I don't know that like I I don't know the archetype still seems a little too slow. Could be wrong on that. So, but I I don't see that being played. I just see Wildfire being taken more on discovery options in Quest Warrior or Quest Mage. So. That would be my take on the buffs. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I I think I'm along the same lines as you for, for the mage and honestly, Hunter. The warrior is kind of interesting. I, I feel like we've started to see it already. And I, I can't tell yet if it's going to be like the new it's all over the place or if it's just good because it's the first day of the new patch. Um. I mentioned earlier, I've been playing uh, Violet's um, version of Big Warrior, and it's kind of an interesting list because uh, it doesn't really have a lot of minions. So the the list that I've been running is running two of the Cowardly Grunts, which is the 6-2 the that when it dies, it pulls a minion out of your deck, two Troublemakers, and Rattlegore. And like those are the only minions, so it seems really low on minions. Uh, but I've been having really good success with it. It's kind of a deck where you just kind of maintain the board early. And that 
that has felt really good, like I said, but I don't, so I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a couple of different viable warriors. I just, I don't know. It's so hard because I feel like everything that we see on the day of the patch is not necessarily what's going to stick around and, and always be like the best. So it feels weird talking about it now because, you know, there's kind of those memes even, right? Like, oh, this was what was good day number one. And then like day number two. And and from there on, it's like, oh, yeah, that deck sucks. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe the more aggressiveness of the like quest pirate warrior is good. I just don't know how long it's going to stick around. Yeah, I I think standard pirate warrior needed help the quest needed help badly it got three cards and arguably i mean i i think the biggest one is the blood sale deckhand which is which is really nice because it's a one minute card uh so you can kind of just throw it down whenever and if you get it during stage one, it can really help reduce it can reduce the cost of a weapon that you're pulling as the reward for the first uh, quest reward, the first part of the, the quest in that reward. So that that seems really good. And, that, you know, if you're needing card draw, the anchorman can potentially uh, be there to help you with that. Um, I, I like that the pirates they 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 buffed are inexpensive two of the three of them are are inexpensive so you pretend you know because you're trying to play a bunch of pirates and you're trying to probably play them fairly quickly so i i think this is this might be enough i i'm not sure i i definitely am more interested in trying it now than i was i mean it it looks and feels very powerful and wild, but they've got a lot of pirates to choose from and can pick and choose what they want. And, and, and standard just didn't have that. So, so the fact that they now have some better, better options, I think makes this more interesting. And, and I think people are going to try it and hopefully they can land on a version of the deck that that's ultimately playable. Now mage, I I've professed my love of the idea of hero power mage uh, when we saw Mordresh Fire Eye as well as Wildfire, and that has not happened. <laughs> it has not happened in the slightest. Part of the reason for that is you were dead by turn ten as the mage player if you were doing anything other than playing what uh spell mage or now uh the quest spell mage and eight mana is a much more reasonable thing to pay for a finisher card for that deck um and paying one mana to double your hero power damage i think is is also makes that even easier or better the uh, fact that it's one mana now means that you can find wildfire off of the uh Wand maker, which can potentially help there if you're if you are struggling to find your wildfire. Um, but I, I just I want that card to be good. I want that deck to be good. They buffed it now with both these cards, and so I'm hoping that it's good. Uh, initially, I'm thinking that it's going to take time to figure out what that deck looks like. I mean. Obviously, you throw your wildfires in there. You throw Mordresh in there. You probably throw the the uh, the four mana minion that does a, a hero power to all the minions and the hero and the opposing hero. Um, but beyond that, what does that deck look like? And you know, I I don't know if there's enough tools. I thought there there might be with like you know, ignite and some different things like that potentially. And so uh, I'm very curious to see where this goes, uh, you know, with the APX void and, and different people like that, that are really keyed into uh, how, how to play and how to build a mage deck. And so I'm very curious to see, see what he's able to come up with. I, I do not have high hopes for the hunter stuff. Um, that leatherworking kit weapon is just not 
good. It was terrible at two mana. It's still not good at one mana for the point that you make that three minions have to die. Now, obviously, if they're one ones, that's not as big a deal, but you have to get to the point where you're playing these minions or getting them on the board somehow so they can get attack and, and be killed. But I just don't think the payoff's enough for this. I mean, it just, you look at it compared to like even something like the, uh, like the Paladin one where that buffs your hand uh, when a Divine Shield goes away. That seems infinitely better than this card. And, and I just, I just don't know. I, I don't, I don't see a world where this card is good enough to see play. Plus, Hunter actually leverages their weapon slot uh, with some decent weapons. And, and so, the, you know, you're potentially giving up the opportunity to, to equip a weapon like this. So I think Selective Breeder seems like it could be worth it to play now, especially, I mean, especially if we get beasts that you want to get multiple copies of. I don't know that the Elwyn board necessarily qualifies as that minion, but, uh, you know, if you've got other big beasts like the rhinos and different things like that, that, that you can get additional copies of that you can then possibly buff in some capacity, that seems like that might be pretty good. And so I think the selective breeder is going to end up seeing play at some point because there's going to be either several beasts or one or two specific beasts that you're going to want to find and get additional copies of and that and this seems like a decent card to allow you to do that so um yeah that's that's my thought on the buffs i think i ultimately i was hoping for something a little bit more impactful i think uh because i think we're at like if eh, maybe it's good enough i but i don't know but um what how do you see the next few days uh panning out uh how how do you think Things are going to play out the next few days. How what wh what decks do you think are going to end up being good? What classes do you think might be better than others uh, in, in, over the next few days as we start to figure out what all these changes mean? So my initial impression is that 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 meme of Woody and Buzz and just face hunters, face hunters as far as the eye can see. <laughs> I assume that aggro is going to take over, if not for the next 24 hours uh, until things kind of settle down. But I feel like um, Questline Mage is still in a pretty fair sh uh, space. Um, Druid? Probably is still doing pretty good. Nothing was hit on uh, <laughs> Rogue. <laughs> and Garot Rogue's one of their worst matchups was that hand lock where, you know, they just drop a bunch of stuff real quick and that quest does it. So I feel like quest warlock being hit is great for Garot Rogue. Um, I mean, Quest Warlock being hit is great for aggro decks because they were, you know, they get punished by it. The, uh, I think the more aggressive decks kind of win too a bit, I want to say, just because like things like uh, Perpetual Flame costing two, which the real, the real thing, the real interesting thing on that is too, it's the same thing that happened to Renew does not come off of wand maker anymore like you remove perpetual flame from the wand maker pool so now you can't even yellow it for you know if you don't have it in your hand you have to have it or you have to discover it off of um uh like guidance but you also have to have more than one mana to play it so there's a lot bigger of a drawback to the card i mean i think quest shaman probably still sees a little bit of play but like that is a huge hit for it so i think i think i could see even with the alucia uh uh nerf and change um shadow priest still being fairly good because it still does what it does fairly well just alucia was just uh it was a it was a time walk, right? It was just a 
take another turn and kill your opponent. Yeah. No, well, time, well, time walk is from magic. Oh, time warp was the reward for yes. the quest. Uh, yeah. In, in Hearthstone. So yeah. Ta- that was what you're referring to. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what they were. It was part of what they were. It was a Rocky horror slash magic reference. Uh, but yeah, time walk is the, what I believe was the original card that just said literally in magic there was a card that you could play in your deck that says take another turn like i and they're still printing cards that say that seems like a great idea to me i don't see how that could be busted or get overused or whatnot but anyway so like that's neither here nor there but hearthstone um especially with a 30 card deck Time walks are extremely, extremely, extremely busted. So, like, it, it, you can't get two turns in a row because, you know, all you play is minions and then two raised deads, which don't impact the board. So, anyways, I'm going off topic. But, yeah, I feel like the aggressive decks and that Shadow Priest is still playable. I know, Dragon, you said you saw a... Uh, a shadow priest before we started, and they'd slotted in the protect robes of protection. Yeah, there I I did come across the shadow priest. They were running robes of protection, and oh my gosh, they had something else that was totally weird that I don't remember now. Um, but yeah, I I'm kind of thinking the same things. I I think we're now. It feels very common. Or consistent that we see more aggressive decks right after changes. Right, that's usually right after an expansion. Right after changes, uh, people typically just gravitate toward more aggressive decks. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more of that. But I'm also kind of wondering if, on the flip side of that, we start to see more decks like Quest Priest and maybe even like a more controlling uh more late game style warrior Uh, like i'm saying even i was having success with like the big warrior that just has a lot of early game removal tools uh and then gets to the later game i mean rattle gore is a thing and it's still really good um so i wouldn't be surprised to see the meta start to shift kind of in that direction as well a lot of armor gain uh things like that which then once that starts to hit, I think things like the uh, the Demon Hunter that can do a lot of burst damage, you know, with the kind of OTK style with Ilganoth. Um, I don't know if it still uses Brutes and stuff like we've kind of seen, but I can see some decks like that still being pretty good um, just to kind of answer those slower decks. But I think just the biggest thing to me that we're going to see over the next several days or or through the rest of this week is the lack of warlock everything else is irrelevant just we're not gonna see warlocks and i think that's at least for me gonna be the biggest most impactful thing especially for ladder i'm curious to see how it turns out for uh like tournaments but that'll be something else i i think with real quick and i'll let you go mage i think with warlock we'll see that thing where it disappears and then people realize it's still good like i don't think it i think it's far from unplayable i think it's slower but right for the interim i think people will stop playing it but i think it'll come back in because i think it will still hold water if if that makes sense, I mean Soul Rend and the uh, the delete cards are still very very powerful, and the Mithril Rod is still good. So I just I just think it's slower, and I th- like I said I think it'll work its way back into the the fray. But just I agree with you right now that it'll probably disappear. Mage, what about you? What are your what are your thoughts here? Uh, it's gonna be it it it's going to be interesting i obviously yes uh, aggressive decks are going to get really are, are going to see a lot of play here early on i i think that the 
aggro taunt druid i think you hit right on the head as being a really good option if that starts being powerful then uh you know the counter potentially quest mage could end up being really powerful uh option available uh so so that could be and then that's where the rubs came in if that shadow priest is going after the counter of the counter um you know that's where the rubs of protection could potentially come in but i actually think paladin is well suited now um i they were doing pretty well before with both hand buff as well as uh the secret paladin i, I think that ne- neither deck got touched by the balance changes and um and so that that definitely could be uh, could be a class that ends up being um, could be good. Uh, I think I think you're I think you're right. I think handlock could en- eventually be a thing again at some point. I think things like the spice bread baker are gonna need to be in the deck in order for that to happen. And so then the question is is what is that? What does the deck look like? Um, and it, along with that but i think it's going to be closer to the the it's not going to be the mithril rod it's not going to be the mana feeder panther as necessarily i think it could be more like the original quest handlock or it could be more into the full delete warlock uh archetype it won't be that kind of hybrid that got really powerful and really popular for for quite some time I don't know. I still think Shadow Priest is going to be good. I think the deck is still really powerful. It's it's despite the Elusia change. I don't think that card is now good enough to be in the deck. Uh, deck's still going to be tough to play um, because unlike other aggro decks, I think it really requires you to uh, be mana efficient and turn plan and use every resource that you possibly have to to win the game and it'll be really interesting one of the best matchups for that was warlock and so it'll be interesting to see with that out of the picture because we do i do agree in the short term warlock just sort of disappears it'll be interesting to see uh if there are some counters that uh are some decks that pop up that end up countering shadow priest more than than was able to be found in the in the in the previous meta so um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where I think we're at. I, I'm at rank one, diamond one, and I'm trying to figure out what to play here now. And I don't know. And uh, so I'm kind of probably watching for a little bit to try and figure out where, where I should go to try and get these last couple stars to get legend. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like at least early on, if you, if you're, if you had access to the uh, Vicious Syndicate live, Taunt Druid, best deck uh, across the board, all all ranks uh, at the time of the recording. So it seems like at least early on, everybody is kind of uh, gravitating towards that deck as, as being uh, really popular. So that might be the deck to play, but I have not had much luck with that deck when I've tried it, so. Okay, well, that will do it for the main topic this week. So let's wrap up with the poll question. Mage, what do we have for a poll question? So we had balance changes. We had some nerfs. We had some buffs. We've got a whole new meta to explore. And so we want to know from you, what class do you think benefits the most from the balance changes? Uh, Is it Warrior that got three... three, uh, buffed cards is it druid who didn't have any changes but is just a pretty solid deck is it rogue also didn't see changes and they had a pretty good deck beforehand or is there some other class that is uh that you think is going to benefit the most definitely vote and let us know if you pick other please reply and let us know and we will talk about the results on next week's show Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow our top pin tweet, which will take you to our Discord. You can email the show at Dr3HS, and you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Daring Alkaline. Dragon Rider, 
when you're not casting grandmasters, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K. Uh, streaming usually Tuesday through Saturday, starting at six a.m. Mountain Time uh, over at Twitch.tv slash Dragon Rider DK, Dragon Rider DK on YouTube. Uh, or if you are looking for coaching, including some casting, if you're interested in uh, maybe upping your casting game, uh, I am doing coaching over at uh, proguides.com slash coach slash dragon writer. And mage, take us home. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter talking about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. I'm actually doing okay in battlegrounds i'm up over 4k now nice and i got up over their 4k mark and suddenly these <laughs> these lobbies are getting a lot harder yep. so i yep. i think i finally fi- finally hit where i where i'm at now and i just need to learn and get get better at the game so talking about that talking about sea of thieves and other games that i'm playing uh on twitter you can find me there at Majadeth. All right, guys, thank you uh, for listening to this post-nerf show. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Okay, so this is a bomb, but the real bomb was Dragon Rider last week, that casting. She was the bomb. Boom.